0: Good afternoon, fellow Gunners. Welcome to another episode of Kettle Talk. I'm
1: your host Mourner, because as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Hope everybody's doing well. Arsenal take on Bournemouth. You know, it's going to be a tricky affair, and like you said, we need to start quick and hard against a team that, you know, likes to kind of sit players behind the ball if they can nick an early goal to make it difficult.
0: And I mean, look, uh, the atmosphere was already buzzing up front. I mean, before the match, and I mean, I think you actually hear the sound booming way more because I mean, that I think the maximum uh seating in that stadium is something just over 10,000. Yeah,
1: um,
0: again, Arteta went into this match with the same 11. Uh, I mean, of course, I'm gonna now just play a bit of devil's advocate. Um, how do you see it so far? Like, are you happy with that sort of a regular team is putting out, or do you think? we at the point where we have to start rotating a bit or are you just happy the way
1: things are right now? I think, you know, at the moment, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Then. I mean, you yeah. know, you and I have been, cr- not crying, but I mean, you know, hopping on about, oh no, Teta's changing, changing his side too much, he's changing his side too much, he's changing his side too much. But obviously now, you know, if you have it, like a little soft spot for Kieran, Tierney, um, you know, Tommy, Yasser, and they're all sitting on the sidelines at the moment, Emil Smith-Rowe. But, you know, to me, I think you know, you have to kind of play this team until somebody really gives you a reason not to play them. I mean, you, you can't, you know, I think you we know, as we approach with the more fixtures, double fixtures coming in, you know, you can slot somebody in here and there because you also, you know, don't want to play anybody on, into the ground. But, you know, while you have only one fixture a week, I don't think there's a, a need yet to to change anything at the moment.
0: Yeah, because I think also now you can, you know, really ease... I mean, look, I, look, I can put up my end-and-speech it. I mean, I'm... I've also been a bit impatient because, look, I want to see, uh, you know, Fabio Vieira and that. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I'm i willing to, you know, bide my time also and wait until, you know, he makes his uh, showing. So, you know, onto the game. Uh, going into this match also is like a already Unbeaten in 11 games from, you know, Championship to now the start of the Premier League. Um, first and fourth minute, I mean, Arsenal, you know, race out of the blocks the passing quite quick. I mean, I think you and I both were talking about it. Like, it's almost like it's becoming a norm now with the way they you are know, starting the games. Um, I must say, Bournemouth also, to their credit, were very, you know, fast with their pressing. But I also felt, if you take the weather conditions also um, in the end, it was like a very, like, you know, steamy, hot day. Because I mean, like Europe at the moment, was actually quite hot, or up to end it was still very hot. And I mean, I was just thinking to myself, I'm just wondering if they're not burning themselves out so early, like, you know, with the sort of tempo they were playing, because, look, they were trying to get Ramzo under pressure. They were trying to also, like, break the lines with our defence also. But, I mean, look, our pa- as I said, our passing was quite fast. And then, I mean, fifth minute, great work by Jesus. I mean, he ends up just slaloming through, I think, about four players. He ends up teeing up uh, Martinelli. He shot, of course, a save by uh, Travis in the uh, Fulham goal. I'm sorry, it's Fulham. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to Fulham, you know, bonus goal, and I mean, with a rebound, guided in by Odegaard, and also go
1: one. A I don't blame you with Fulham uh, because of Scott Park. He probably thought of him and thought <laughs> of the uh, dashing white kid. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, excellent work by Isouss. You know, it's 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 becoming a norm now. You know, he's hustling and bustling up top yeah. there. Beating players and like you know, he took four players out there, he just played a ball to Martinelli. You know, unlucky for him with that with a finish, but you know, Odegaard getting in on the score sheet, yeah.
0: And I think this is our old, you know, thing comes <laughs> again. We, we start, we okay, what is it? We slag the person off, but I mean, we were you, you know, criticizing. <laughs> I mean, he ends up banging a goal, and then I mean, like what six minutes later, again, Arsenal in full uh, attack mode. Uh, ben White ends up whipping a nice flat cross across the goal. He just skews himself up, and I think he just almost like miscontrolled somewhat by the time when he starts skewing himself up. And I mean, uh, Odegaard doesn't need a second invite, and he comes almost like from nowhere, and he just slings that left foot and goes top corner, also like, a 2-0 up.
1: Uh, I think we need to, you know, give a lot of constructive criticism to all 11 players that's playing, I'm sure, and I'm still also get into the score sheet. But yeah, you know, 2 not to Arsenal, like we wished for. You know, starting earlier, you nearly knocked the win out of Bournemouth sales. and you know now you you kind of can allow them to come out the try to eat them on the counter.
0: And I mean, you could actually see, you know, as we were now uh, uh, approaching um halftime, Arsenal was like, "Yeah, hey, this old in control," and almost like almost like uh, when they did allow uh Bournemouth the ball, it's almost like you know you guys are gonna get about just this far and not any further than we'll you know, snatch the ball off you and we'll uh, build up again. But I mean, we got into the, uh, into the half, uh, two up. Uh, the second half, Bournemouth, of course, make two uh, changes already. Um, I think it also you could actually see a difference immediately in the style of play. I think uh, Scott Park actually picked up on, on you know, where we were running them, ragged and it. And I mean, for me, for the first about five to seven minutes, they actually did look good and quite confident going forward. And I think we also needed our, you know, set us still, right? Because I mean, Ramza will end up in the 51st one also slicing a clearance. The Borger said the key for more, and the, I mean, the Welshman ends up skying a shot into the stands.
1: Yeah, I know it. It's I, I think uh, Arsenal could I mean could have played a better quality side, you know, no disrespect to Bournemouth, but the side it, that you know could punish you, and suddenly a scoreline goes from 2-0 to two one. We saw that yeah. against against Leicester as well, you know. I mean. It's, it's it's a fine line you know between a bit of complacency you need to you know maybe yeah. almost start the way you did the second half like you did the first half because mm. you know you could knock the winner to the sales as they come up because if you get the goal to make it 3-0 before after i mean just after time, you know game is dead and buried yeah then three minutes later Martinelli aims his free kick to the far post uh
0: Xhaka ends up you know meeting the ball squaring the wall up for Saliba and i mean Simming out of the blue, the centre-back ends up letting fly with a left foot drive to the top corner, 3-0 no
1: Arsenal. And you could see that was a training ground set-piece because, you know, maybe it was improvised somewhere along the line. But, you yeah. know, you could see there was something. I think, was it, I don't know, you know, set-piece coach's name or the AJ on his shirt because I saw teta hugging him. Oh, that Jova guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could see. I think we saw. I think like it was like uh, you know, because he know, yeah. Because I mean, you could see that this is, and you know, it's, it's so nice to see our uh, safe pieces even in this thought behind it because before it yeah. almost like usually just whipped the ball aimlessly into the box and, um, you know, it's such a heartwarming goal to see and seeing your side three 0 up against Bournemouth who. You know, we we have gotten results here before, but we've also, you know, had some a three three draw at the time and a normal 0 draw at that Bournemouth. You know, we've and and in this instance we actually, you know, batted them three 0 already. I was hoping just for more goals. I wanted A 2s to actually get in the score sheet.
0: You know one I, I wanted to watch for next time, like when you wanna watch the game, I'll tell you, even the listeners also. Whenever Arsenal get the corner set-piece, just look how Jovo gets out as well, out of his seat. And he stands either alongside Arteta or whatever. You can see he's already pinning probably in his head what sort of plans he probably had now with, say, this yeah. set-piece or that set-piece, if it's coming from the left or the right side of the pitch. So, I mean, you can actually see the sort of hard work that it's taking now for them to mastermind this thing. And, I mean, I think right now they showed, I think there was a set the other day where it's like, I think Man City... Us, and I forgot who's the third team where they actually said we're the most dangerous right now like this is now stats that were even coming from the end of last
1: season from set pieces yeah I know there definitely really seems to be something with set pieces and I think you know set pieces is important to, to get that and I know we you always used to harp on about you know do these guys even practice set pieces <laughs> at training <laughs> but I mean you know set pieces can break a team up you know you're playing like even away from home it's a nil no 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 and all it takes is a stroke of genius with a set piece and, you know, you wind up. And, you know, that's the difference between, you know, scraping through for a top four battle or actually, you know, pushing hard and, you know, securing a place in top four and, you know, looking up above you and saying to the team above, you know, I'm coming for you.
0: And I, mean, I think one thing also I also want to give uh, player credit to now that's also impressed me a lot is the sort of delivery leverage Martinelli is giving these days. Yeah. I mean, there's one he does where he goes like straight for the far post and then is mean, hanging and bending as well. And then there's another one he does where it's almost like he puts more whip in it and it's more like a flat trajectory. Almost like It does rise a little bit to give like any runners the uh, opportunity, but I mean, the sort of delivery he's pushing in right now, I mean, I like it. And I mean, you can see, uh, like say he's got those, uh, you know, that two styles in his repertoire, then he got also some like sucker on the other side. They don't sometimes do the lofting of the ball into the box, like more well, like just like a floater into the box. There is some he puts like you know, a real bend and whip on the ball to you know hang on the keeper so that the players can almost like intimidate the the, the goalie and the defenders
1: on the goal line. Yeah, know it's I I really enjoy what I'm seeing with Martinelli as well. He it seems like his mind is a bit slower. You know, yeah. he's slowing his mind with, before making decisions. You know, everything always seemed so rush with him. But now, I don't know, there's something happening with him and he's, he's becoming the player that, you know, we want. And oh, it's, it's it's excellent to see that at the moment, you know, Saka is the one of the three that's not performing as well as it's supposed to be. So, again, imagine he clips into gear as well. What was that? Now your type of criticism for the Fulham game. It so <laughs> becomes,
0: becomes a, you know, unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, in the 56th minute, Arsenal failed to clear a Bournemouth corner. The goal-bound chance of, I forgot who the player was, but I mean, yeah, the ball ends up trickling towards goal. And I think Gabriel, either Gabriel or, um, or Saliba ends up, you know, hacking the ball clear. But I mean, again, there's a sort of, something that you mentioned, We me, you still see, look, even though it's, it's a work in progress, you do still see that sort of lapses that they need to still, you know, get totally out of them. You know, yeah. to be almost like a, a sort of team where, uh, you know, if you think of seasons before, like we made, like Man City or even Liverpool's title winning season, they keep errors to a, a bare, bare minimum. And I think that is what, what Ote is actually pushing it at right
1: now. No, you need to. I mean, if you, if you, uh, the, those errors are the difference between a 1 1 draw or a 1 0 victory. You know, I mean, you, yeah. you see City do a lot of times blow teams out of the water 4 0, 5 1, 5 2, 6 1. But there are times as well, you know, where you look at City and they held on for their dear life because they just kept concentration. So yep. those things, like you said, you're ironed by Arsenal. And like I said, you know, by no means are we this finished article, if we're going to win the league type of thing. It's just that, you know, that progress, you can see it more and more. And like you said, to get to that next level, you need to iron out these mistakes. The second minute,
0: there was a, you know, fantastic, uh, you know, a, quote, a goal by Jesus. Which eventually got you know uh, ruled out by VAR, but I mean I, I mean of course we have that, that you know biases as in it, but for me when you look at that moment and then you look at that moment where Rashford scores, yes. uh, Liverpool the other day, how does that even click? Because for me that that even at, at, at that angle of Rashford the other day, he looked way more off than what Jesus was, because Jesus looked like. Very much on par with was that, that, that centre back. that was or, or what was it left back? When you really watch
1: the freeze frame of that moment, I hundred percent agree with you. And before you know, I actually at that point that I wanted to bring up uh, you know by saying if that goal was disallowed, why wasn't the goal disallowed or vice versa? Yeah. You know, I mean, th- I mean now you know you can forgive it and say okay, we three not up, but you know we could have a, had a singing sing a different tune if. Yeah. Um, you know, there's one null and Bournemouth equalise and we the game, you know, so yeah. these fine margins need to be, you know, worked on. And I mean, I, I still
0: don't get it how, even with the most modern of technologies, you're still getting these sort of screw-ups because, as you said now, it's, it's, and I mean, you can bet your dollar or euro or rand or whatever, during the scores of the season, it's gonna lead to somebody again losing out on points because yeah. especially when it comes to that 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 uh, teams at the bottom off, when they're having the dog fight close to the yes. final third of the season, moments like this need to be spot on. I mean, you can't end up screwing up like it. I mean, just think about what was it, two or three seasons ago with that when Aston Villa played Sheffield United and then Goldie yeah. taking the ball with him over the line. Yeah. And when it, when you looked at the margin that, that Sheffield United got relegated by. Yeah, It was, I think, roughly about the three points that they would
1: have yeah, made. It was, it was literally due to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, 74th minute Arsenal then made, like, a string of changes. Smith Road, Tommy Asun, Ketier coming on. The likes of Odegaard, White, and Martinelli coming off. Then 79th minute, Ramsdale makes a, make a simple save, but the, I think he made it more of more the cameras, because I think he was actually getting bored in the game. It was, it was, yeah,
1: wasn't that the one that was going wide? Yeah, easy? yeah, I mean, he <laughs> like, a
0: full dive yeah uh then 87 minute uh jesus ends up peppering the uh born keeper uh he actually needs two bites of the cherry you know no pun intended of course <laughs> to gather the ball up away from i think saliba was still up front then 88th minute also make another they, like the final two subs actually uh tierney coming on Saka coming coming off and then the coming on and then jacques coming off uh they, i mean i was actually surprised to see Gabriel Jesus taking over the captain's armband.
1: Yeah, me as well.
0: Because, I, I mean, I, I have heard he's in that that, that captain group of, of uh, or leadership group, actually, that they call it. And I think, but, I mean, you can actually see when somebody actually wants the armband, it's not like it's just given to him. Because, I mean, you can see he's got that, that sort of winner's mentality already. And I think that he's the sort of person that will drive us forward. Because in that little cameo of him having the armband around his arm, it remind me of something way we always used to say, we felt that this way Obama used to lack. Like, even though yeah. he's got the armband, he's not active enough, he's not talking enough. And I mean, he's even, like, urging the players on. And we're already going into the, the last whims of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, three wins out of three. I mean, we go now into tomorrow's match, previewing that. Uh, first versus seventh. Um, Fulham, you know, after storming to the English Championship last season. Uh, I mean, they've also now come through some good, uh, you know, challenges so far. Uh, I mean, it was a home draw against Liverpool that they started off with. Then they drew at Wolves. We, I mean, we all know Molyneux was not an easy place to go. Yeah. Get, you know, even a point at times. And then I mean, they came rallied back to win three-two versus Brentford.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not going to be an easy game, and I think it's going to be a a good test for Saliba against Mitrovic, who is actually you know flying high at the moment and. It's going to be a very really tough game. And I think Arsenal at the Emirates, you know, you do, you do fancy Arsenal for a uh, hope we win, but yeah, yeah. it's not going to be easy. And I think, you know, now you, you might see, you know, a guy like Fabio Verde coming in. I think I saw some of his videos on a training and the guy seems like he's on fire. The passes he's been making and he's finishing in front of goal. I think, you know, this guy could also, you know, have a lot to, to say for us this season.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at that uh, Mitrovic, He's somebody, I mean, he's been like, what feels like forever at Fulham. Yeah. I, mean, I know he's had stints away when they got relegated sometimes, but there is also sometimes when he ties, you know, bite the bullet and he stays on with him. Um, I mean, at the moment, he is rating very high. I mean, he's something like, he's uh that's the top three Fulham players right now is Mitrovic 7.81 out of 10, Mbabu 7.39, and then, you know, Bobby Reed who's also been there forever, 7.26. But, I mean, as... But you now just mentioned that's going to be a good battle for our defence, you know, as a whole, because, look, Metruc is somebody he's all, he wants to bully a defence. No doubt about it. I mean, even against Liverpool with him, putting a makeshift defence against him, he was trying to get himself ahead of things. It was like making life so difficult, even for somebody that... And I always find somebody like Virgil van Dijk, you know, one of the coolest centre-backs in, in the way he, he plays. But, I mean, he actually looked rattled against Metruc.
1: Yeah, I know, he definitely did. He... Uh, I just showed you, you know, Liverpool, I know the, the team isn't at the full tilt yet, but yeah, just yeah. shows, you know, if if Arsenal pick up a result against against um, Fulham, you know, it's, yes, and no, it could be Liverpool's injuries and stuff, but then you've kind of beaten two teams at Liverpool's dropped points too. Yeah, you know. And it, it doesn't seem like much, but if you think about it, you know, um, Arsenal then can say, you know, there's this improvement. And maybe you go to Old Trafford, I know it still has to, to happen. We don't want to be too far ahead. But, you know, you pick up a point even there. And suddenly you look at last season and say, you know, we, we're doing what the Liverpools were doing, you know, and yeah. it's a it's, it's good improvement to see. But like you said, Fulham could be a tricky affair. And if we even if we pick up the three points, you know, four out of four, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I will take that. I mean, I'm sure points in the bag is better than, you know, looking at your fixtures ahead. Yeah. And
0: then, I mean, look, this also leads us now to the next point, Arsenal was Aston Villa on Wednesday evening. I mean, there's also the, the period of the season with the thing, the games also get quite thick and fast now because besides now with, with Europa League coming up in September, you've got now, you know, with with a with a World Cup coming up, if, if the league is almost like compressed really with with fixtures right now. Yeah, and I mean it's been also a mixed bag for Aston Villa right now with Gerard. Gerrard. Um, I think we are really you know, wait, pity them. I mean, they just bought that, that defender the other day, Diego Carlos, from Sevilla. And, I mean, they lost him until February next year. Because he used oh. in stand in uh, one of the matches the start of the season. So, I mean, um, for me, again, Arsenal need to, you know, refocus. Because, I mean, I think, no matter which way you look at how things pan out tomorrow, I think immediately, almost like in that all or nothing documentary, I think Arsenal also need to, uh, you know, totally refocus and that.
1: And, you know, get back on the bike again and, and tackle Aston Villa again. No, 100%. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Aston Villa also has been a bogey team in our, in our, in our yeah. side, at, at, especially uh, when Grealish was around there. But I think, you know, if if, if you look at it and Arsenal should be able to get the result. I mean, if yeah. you're going to end in the top four, you have to win your own game. But, yeah. you know, if Arsenal pick it up and, you know, get five out of five, I'm sure... You know, going into Old Trafford, you, you, you're you smiling because, I mean, five out of five is no easy feat. I mean, you know, I think the, the, the guys will be full of confidence. And like you said, you know, Aston Villa kind of been a bit of a hit and miss every yeah. game. You know what you're going to get to them. And, you know, Martinez also likes proving a point when he plays us.
0: And I mean, I think right now, so when you look at the squad in general now, like from coach to the squad as well as the bench, the team is playing now with a sort of swagger now. I think yeah. they also know they. When you look at the bench, uh, like the bench now, like, I mean normally you, you like you know want to cover your eyes when you see the bench when you see there's like three youngsters that aren't going to be used or whatever. Now you start seeing guys that are, you know, almost like scrapping with the eleven on the field to you know get their slots on the pitch. Because I mean yeah. now all of a sudden everybody will have to up their game to get into the team.
1: But we needed that i mean it, it can't just be oh no you playing because you know there's no one else to play for you so you know i do think it's it's arsenal you know players have to push each other for positions yeah and you know let's just hope you know players don't decide to walk out of the club because they're not you know guaranteed starters
0: i think mean, that will also, also show the sort of character about you know players if you know if they not only look you're gonna get somebody having a or stop. But I mean, as, as when they give it all a training and that, I mean, there's also nothing denying them of, you know, we are to test and choose them. I think that is what he's looking for. You want everybody to, you know, to to up their game to its maximum because I don't think our Arsenal team over the years has ever not only pushed itself, but also sort of push itself and, and keep it consistent because I think that is where we've always selected. Yeah. You can see the, the talent and that is there. And I think now from what I've seen so far, I mean, of course, early days, but as, now it's like you can see they want to actually try to destroy every team they're playing now. I mean, yeah. I sometimes it's going to be tough. You can't always guarantee us, to, like, you know, say to bag four or whatever. But I just think right now you can see this is a team that don't want to stop at two. They don't want to stop at yeah. two. They want to go for more. And I think that is what we've... I mean, you and I have been moaning after, since we've been yeah. starting the, pod, the podcast. We've been moaning about that. We just want that sort of cutthroat thing because I think that will benefit them throughout the season where you actually put the fear of God into all these, these uh, teams that we are facing in the league and in Europe as well.
1: No, I definitely agree with you.
0: So now we switch our attention now to the talking point section. Um, I don't know if any of you guys saw last night, Pepe was introduced to the Nice fan base. That now everything is done and dusted. I think he stays season long alone. I think they're going to cover the majority of his salary, which is I mean, a big, big bonus to Arsenal, which I think also opens the door to us still being in the in the transfer market uh what's your take on, on this whole thing Pepe?
1: no i think you know it's there were flashes of brilliant you know he assisted us to the the FA cup but i don't think you know we were a fit for each other at the end of the day i think the brand of football that plays it doesn't suit his style of play and um so yeah you know it's all the best for him no hard feelings mm-hmm. i think sure. it was just you know one of those things i mean you know, even in the all-or-nothing documentary, there were even so much of the player—you know—interacting or anything like that. So, yeah. But you know, I just think—I mean, like my opinion, of course—but I just
0: think he could never really shake off that price tag. I think that is the thing that put put him more almost like you know, with a spotlight that's always on him. And I yeah. think he's not somebody that, that's you know like flash or whatever. But I just think if that price tag, because I, you know, I'm mean, today i stand by my by my word with it. But I really think Arsenal were mugged off with that whole deal was yeah. because I think there was money being you know moved around that I don't think the club were really too happy about because I mean even it shocked me. I think I was still out like with my wife that, that day when the news broke and I thought, like out of where does the seventy-two million come for, for Pepe? Because it didn't like I with the numbers I was seeing and that was not before even we were interested in it. And I saw something like between 25 to 35. And I thought, yeah, okay, that is reasonable for, you know, whichever team takes him. And then I hear us coming with an offer, you know, of that $72 million And I was like, I mean, like, dumb, actually dumbstruck, Yeah,
1: here. We could have rather gone for a guy like Wolff, it's hard. I mean, you know, yep. even now he would have been a, a, a decent asset in the squad. But, I mean, you know, we ended up going for a player that, you know, is going to go on loan and probably will leave, you know, probably for free when his contract runs out, if no one can afford to play. Um... No,
0: from what I heard, is I think he still has... About two years. Oh. So what they are hoping for actually is that he plays, you know, like he gets some sort of form there at at, at Nice,
1: yeah. and that's
0: the reason that they want. They don't want to give him like a buy option yet. It's like they want, uh. to then put up a fee for him because I think they want to somehow try to recoup something anyway close to probably the fifty million mark.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, of course, it's going to be tough, but I, I just think maybe the French league is a sort of league for him to. He'll yeah. express himself because I think in the in the Premier League you get found out very quickly. I mean, a lot of these players come with these big reps and whatever and then you see like after a while now like, they figured you out already. There's no hope for you really here. Uh, next point, uh A.C. Wightland-Niles that loan offers are still on the table. I think it's going to come down to his decision right now because Southampton and West Ham have now put concrete offers in for, him, like for a season-long loan and I think that should then also see how these contract, I think, I mean, I think that also largely hoping that also gets done in that's because I think it's also like this sort of cloud that's just hanging over us right now that we need to,
1: yeah.
0: you know, clear off the books. And the same with those and also where I think there's, there's talks happening this weekend as well with that termination of his contract because I think Betty's and Barca, and I forgot this is a, a third team that's interested in, in Bellerin, they only want to take him on if he he's almost like a free agent and I think that we also want to try to you know, some are probably just paying off something like a, you know, sort of a percentage of his salary, and then I like, you know, get rid of him for like finally. Um, also, with regards to the transfer window now, uh, how do you think it now plays uh, down between like what six days ago?
1: go? I, I hope they can bring in a guy like Yuri Tylomans, just because yeah. you wanna you wanna have that, you know, midfield now sorted because there is a lot of competitions. Party and Jaka, you know, have the ability to get the red card or injured, and you want to have a yeah. fresh um set of legs. And I am hoping there's someone that can, you know, hop on between kind of the Pepe, uh, the Pepe filling uh, Pepe Pepe's role who can kind of you know keep Saka and Martinelli on their toes, even Jesus, yeah, that that has the ability to 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 beat players with pure pace and and, okay. and have a good final delivery. So I just think we need one of those two players. I think our back line. You know, for a very long time, I can tell you I'm happy with our backline. There's no one I wish I had, especially if mm-hmm. you look at the opposition's team. You know, there's no one I wish I had. It's just that midfield and that kind of another attacking outlet. And I think, you know, that squad can grow together. Yeah.
0: So um, before we round off now, just to let the listeners also hear the Europa League draw. Arsenal, PSV, Bodo Glimt and FC Zurich, what's your take on the, four, like, the three teams that we're going to face? <laughs>
1: You know, it's it, it reminds me some of not, not 100%, but a kind of a Champions League draw issue, you know, where, you know, PSV, I mean, we've come up against them a lot. And I think with, I think under Van they, they seem to be in a, maybe a better space. Um, yep. You know, Bode, Glint, you know, they don't take them lightly. I know Roma eventually got through them in the, in the rock stages, but they did beat Roma 6-1 and through 2-2. So, you know... It's going to be... Zurich, I haven't seen much of them, heard much of them, but it's not going to be a walk in the park. And I think, you know, maybe we need this. It'll be... And I don't know that the listeners know of the format of the Europa League. I think i never never like at last season already, but um, I never took much note because we weren't in it. But, I mean, you know, it's important, I think, for Arsenal to end top because we automatically go from to the round of 16 as we avoid that unnecessary Champions League team clash, you know, very early on. So if we can end top, you know, um rest our players for two games and we we kick on to, to draw maybe a, a easier side in the round of 16. I know it's far away still yep. but I think, you know, a tough draw for Arsenal fans. Yeah, fully agree.
0: Um, with that, I mean, I, I just hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Uh, we're going to end off now. I uh, hope you guys enjoy tomorrow's match. hope we, you know, get away with the three points there. I mean, it should be great also. I mean, with the atmosphere, home, home crowd. So, let's, you know,
1: get the win come on you gunners come on guys let's go get the three points make it four to four